Has the story of your love life taken an unexpected plot twist? Well, this is the podcast that helps millennials rewrite the story of their love life by learning simple strategies for starting and maintaining a healthy relationship. Through candid and unscripted conversations, we provide tools to help navigate the twists and turns of dating and relationships. Are you ready to flip the script on your love life? If so, sit back, get comfortable, and enjoy another episode of the Love Unscripted Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Love Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Wilson. And this is the podcast where we have unscripted conversations with millennials about relationships and dating. I hope you are getting a good start to your week. Listen, July is right around the corner. Hopefully you're starting to enjoy summer. Hopefully you're getting out and just doing things that really fill your cup and fill your tank. It is extremely important as we're on this journey towards love to continue to do things that make us feel like ourselves. So if you haven't had a self-care day in a while, This is your reminder to go ahead and schedule that, put it in your calendar, put a reminder in your phone, write it on a sticky note, slap it on your mirror, but some way, somehow, get some self-care in there. So I do wanna first and foremost highlight last week's episode, which was a phenomenal episode. I was joined by my friend, licensed therapist and confidence coach, Jason Phillips, where we talked about how to be more confident in your dating space, how to be more confident in your relationship and how to manufacture real confidence. Not the mask that we put on to try to impress people, but the confidence that comes from really, truly and deeply knowing who you are and what you have to offer. So if you haven't listened to the episode, go ahead, pause this one. I don't mind, not gonna be upset. And go ahead and listen to that episode and so you can get caught up with the conversations. But this week, Man, we have another great guest. I'm super excited. Hold on, let me go ahead and get them in here. All right, so go ahead, guest, introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. I am Deborah Faith. I am the host creator of the Exchange Place podcast. I am also a a certified coach as well as a mental health advocate, and I'm also pursuing um, a career in therapy, so... Okay. Okay. (laughs) So this is going to be good. I I love to talk with people who are in the mental health and clinical space about relationships. I think we got a unique perspective, which we are going to talk about today. But first and foremost, how's your week been? Um, It's been a long one. I'm in the middle of a transition. So um, Mm -hmm. it's a lot going on at at one time and I'm trying to get a lot of stuff in, but it was a good week. It was productive. I feel you. I feel you. I don't know. It just feels like in the summer, the days are much longer. And I think it's just time for me to go on a vacation. So that maybe that's what I'm feeling. Maybe it's I, I need some sand, some light, some mountains, some beach, something. I need to do that's that. That's what I think. I think you need to go hiking or something. I think you need a break. <laughs> most definitely. Most definitely. So I have a few get to know you questions so our audience can get a little more acquainted with you. So here's your first question. We live in a hustle and bustle, grind culture, grind nation, team, no sleep, got to be moving, 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 got to accomplish in the next goal, got to move to the next task type of lifestyle environment in this country. But it's Mm -hmm. extremely important to take time to pause and recharge your own tank. 
So my question to you is, how do you recharge your battery when you need to get away from the world, when you need to disconnect? What is it that you do for self-care? Oh, I have two major things that are at the top of my list. I am, I like to say I'm a spotter. Um, I love Korean spas. They are my getaway. Um, they are where I am normally writing and just journaling and just at peace. So it's either there or definitely hiking. I'm a, I'm definitely a hiker and I haven't been hiking. It's been a while. It's been at least two months that I've been on a hike. So it's time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So are the spas like considered massage or is that like the facial thing? No. So so a Korean spa is actually I don't know if you're if if the audience is familiar with like um, bathhouses um, in Korea, instead of like Korean um, culture, instead of, you know, how we would go to the gym, they go mm -hmm. to spas. So those spas have heated floors, guys. They have all different types of saunas with different properties where you can just relax. They have food. Normally they are open depending on where you are. So I'm in Jersey, but transitioning to um, Georgia. But here we have 24 hour ones where you can go um, and stay there overnight. They have like the lounge chair where you can sleep. They have also like the Korean beds, which are, I don't know the correct terminology, but like the harder beds where you mm -hmm. can sleep. So it's a whole experience. If you haven't been, Joseph, trust me, thank me later. So you can have a membership there. I'm telling you, it's food. A lot of times I don't even like get a massage. It's just an escape. It is like, it's, it feels like vacation. See, I'm glad I asked this question to everyone because I'm starting to get some good ideas. I've never been to one of those type of houses, so I need to add that to my list. Anywhere where you can relax, have food and sleep, that sounds like a relaxing time to me. So I'll <laughs> definitely my, have to that put that my on my thing. list. Yeah, God. definitely. And they have them everywhere. So uh, again, you can have a membership. Usually a day is probably like $30, $45 to just spend the day and get all the amenities. That doesn't include like an actual massage. Right. But again, if you are just like, again, like me, like a spa -er, I don't like the spas where I kind of get a massage and then I have to go home. I like the whole, mm -hmm. I need the whole experience. Definitely yeah. adding <laughs> that one to my list. So question number two, who is someone that is either here or has transitioned that inspires you? Oh, that is here. Oh, that would have to be. So I, I lost my pastor back in 2015. Mm -hmm. um, he was an amazing leader. He was, um, he literally changed my life. Um, yeah, he inspired me. He changed a lot of people's lives. Of course, I'm just one of many. Um, but he loved people. He loved the hell out of people is the best way I could mm. say that. It just in every form of fashion, wherever you were, he just had a heart for people that was different than anybody I've ever met still to this day. And um, Reverend Ron Christian, um, he was my spiritual dad and he is definitely 100% someone who is no longer here, but still inspiring me still there's still words of wisdom that he he gave me back then um, that are still, I'm still getting new revelation around. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. See, that's, how, that's how you know they have an impact. Even if they're no longer here, something they say is like, oh, that just hit me. Yeah. Like, I, 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 all the time. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> right. Right. All and the time. All the time. 
And so here's your next, your, this is going to be our final question before we get into our conversation. So what comes to mind okay. when you hear the word love? Love. Um, mm, what comes to mind? <sighs> uh, right now, <laughs> this is a good one. Um, probably a huge gap when I hear love right now. Um, I think of the gap that we're having right now in, in the culture. Um, when I hear love, yeah, I think it's a, it's a huge gap that we're experiencing. People are just not hearing one another. Um, yeah. And I, I think, I, I feel like a lot of people are losing hope, um, because mm -hmm. it feels like sometimes that it's going left instead of the right way. So. Right. Right. I yeah. definitely agree. There is a gap. There's a gap, and I think that's a good transition because I think our conversation today, we're going to highlight something that seems to be widening that gap. I don't think it just happened. I think there's some processes. There are some um, avenues that make it easier for the gap to be increased. So thank you for sharing that. And let's go ahead and get into this topic, and we're going to start off this way. So when I was younger, me and my mm -hmm. brother absolutely loved watching wrestling. Whether it was WCW, whether it was WWF, me and my brother loved watching wrestling. It even got to the point where our parents had to put us on, you cannot watch wrestling this week because we would be in our room throwing each other off the wall, jumping off the beds, hitting each other with pillows as if it was a steel chair. And there were times where we would actually get hurt. There were times mm. where I would flip my brother and he'd bump his head and then he starts crying and I'm over here like, hit me back, hit me back, like doing everything I could to try to get him to stop crying because I, I knew my mom was coming. She and so she, oh, definitely. <laughs> she would put me on punishment. And then as I got older and older in my childhood age, it got to a point where I was so heavily influenced by wrestling that my parents said, you have to stop. You have to stop watching it. It's too influential. I did wow. not realize that what was on the TV was fake. I didn't know that they rehearsed these punches, that they choreographed each move. But I'm over here thinking that what they're doing is 100% real. I'm acting as if, as if it's real. And people are getting hurt mainly someone I love, my brother. And there's something out here in the, in the space, in the world, in the metaverse, that I think is having a really big influence on how people view the word we talked about, love. And it's yeah. this thing called social media. So, so Deborah, on your end, what are you seeing social media's role or influence has been on people's romantic lives or how they view love? Um, I think that people are watching people's highlights <laughs> and assuming that they're, that's their real life. Um, so I think it's unrealistic expectations that most people have when it comes to love. And I know that everybody's, when they say love, they mean something different, but I think we're not communicating when we say love, no different than when we say marriage, what does that look like to you? Right. So that social media piece is and this is my 
personal opinion. I, I think it's giving people that unrealistic thing. And I think it's making dating really hard because we're looking at sometimes often celebrities or influencers and we're seeing their highlight reels. And without knowing that love, it also takes work. It also takes intentionality. It is not mm-hmm. just um, four feet in a picture or, you know what I mean? The pictures where you have, I have a plate in front of me and I can get the, the, the little plate in front of you with just your hands and know that I'm with somebody. So I, I think people are caught up often in um, kind of like you said, with the WWF, with the, with the picture, um, mm-hmm. not really, really understanding what it really takes to have a healthy relationship or any type of ship <laughs> that, you know what I mean? Um, whether that's intimate or, you know, there's time that needs to be invested. People have to be intentional. Are we on even the same page? Are we looking when we say relationship and love? Are we, do we mean the same things? And I don't think enough conversation is happening around that. Um, there is the whole um, high valued woman and high valued <laughs> man and, and, you know, my, one of my coaches often says to me, what does that really mean? You know, it's like high value is emotional health and, and relational health and, and spiritual health and not just what's in your bank account. You can have a full bank account and be empty. So I, I, I think that there's not enough conversation around that. And um, yeah, we need we really need to bridge the gap. I think conversations and platforms like this is amazing because we're having conversations and people are able to get in front of one another and say, hey, when I say love, this is what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. We kind of have that um, thought process that when I'm saying one word that we all are interpreting it the same way. And I don't I don't think that's true. Right, right. I want to touch on a word you said. You talked about expectations. Now, I love eating food. Like, I love going to restaurants. I love looking Mm at uh, blogs and stuff that talk about the best looking food. And here is my problem. Sometimes the food that is advertised on the menu does not look like what it looks like when it comes out. Like, the burger was a little bigger than (laughs) than than it is sitting on your plate. The fries have a little more sauce on them. And my drink yeah. was a little more fizzy. Like it, it didn't look like I, it has a strawberry in the in the in the photo, but mine it got like a little cherry that looks like one of the Marciano cherry. Like it don't even look like how it was advertised. Yeah. And therefore, I'm disappointed. I mm. expected it to come out a certain way, but now in reality, it doesn't. What impact do you feel people's expectation based on like what they post? And what they put out there influences what they actually see because look, everybody has a catfish story where they look a certain way and then in real life, bro, you're not really six foot. Yeah. Sis, sis, you 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 did an angle on that picture. Like, like there's all types of things that uh we have expectations of, but when it's in real life, it's not. So thoughts. So I, I think that's a layered layered question. I I, I think. First and foremost, I think a lot of people who are presenting themselves online um, are not necessarily giving you, like you said, I'm not giving you the real me most of the time, depending on, you know, I am either made up 
to the to my highest capacity and that may not be how i look every day right so i think people being a comfortable with where they are and who they are and i, I think mm. that's always be the thing of where where things start right it's like do you even know yourself um to be dating someone else are you comfortable with where, where you are and who you are and who you're becoming are you self-aware first and foremost right so right. i think a lot of people are not um, unfortunately. And for the people that are not doing the work, you're getting the catfish. I've met, I, I've seen, and I know this, I'm, I'm sure this has happened to you, but I've seen people who even present really well online and you meet them in person. I'm like, is this the same person? And I'm not even talking physicalities, right? I'm talking about characteristics. I'm like, I thought I would like you, but I don't feel like, I feel like you're very good at your job. And that is no different than you said, like with, I don't know if you know this, but like when they do pictures, professional pictures of food, normally that's not even real food, right? I don't know if we know that. Sometimes that is not real food. So, I mean, for, for the people who are listening, sometimes that is fake. So it looks beautiful in a picture. And I think men and women are guilty of that. Sometimes looking beautiful, presenting a life that they may not live a lifestyle that they may not live and you're attracting someone who's attracted to that person, but you're not even that person. So I think mm. self-awareness and really knowing who you are um, is impacting, you know, how you present online um, and not saying to anybody that you need to give anyone your whole life. Right. We get, we get pieces or what people are comfortable with sharing, but I do think there should be some authenticity behind what we post. Um, that we should be thinking about that, whether we're thinking about it from the love perspective, or even if we're thinking mm -hmm. about the people, right perspective of like, I want people to see my heart. Of course, you get to see my face before you get to see my heart, but in and through what we do, whether that is um, podcasting, whether that is just influencing or just posting, I think people, when they get to know who they are, it's easier to post and be like, Hey, this is me. I like, like, Korean spas. I like, you know what I mean? I like hiking. It, it is what it is. That's literally what I do. Um, where there are other people, that's not what they do, but they feel like, oh, that's good content. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I with back to the, I guess, managing expectations for people. I mean, I would say the the one thing is like, take your time. Like, I think there's just this rush. We're in a rush culture. We're in this rush space of get get to the top fast, right? And whether that is love, whether that is career, whatever that is, right? There's just this rush place to it. And I feel like there is such a beauty in the journey and the journey to love, the, the journey to success. I think you learn a lot if you take your time and pace yourself. And I think that avoids um, not all heartbreak because love is a risk and we all know that. Um, but I do think there's, you know, there's something to be said about actually getting to know someone mm. and not just taking social media for what it is and, and jumping into relationship in that, in that manner. So I, I do think pace matters. I think that vetting matters, um, vetting before we invest in people, um, giving people our opportunity to show who they are. And that only comes through communication, through time for us to, you know, really have an opportunity to be like, hey, this is this is really the person that, you know, may be my person. Mm -hmm. Oh, so let's get into this. You can only vet if you know what it is you're looking for. 
Mm. You've, you've said multiple times that people have to be comfortable with themselves and true to who they are in order to show up as their best selves. But here's the thing, and I know this for a fact, a lot of people mm-hmm. don't trust themselves when it comes to love and relationships. They don't trust themselves. So what do you, so what do a lot of people do when you don't trust yourself? You have to figure out a way to recalibrate. And for a lot of people, the easiest form of information that they can get is through social media. It takes time to listen, I mean, to listen to an audiobook or to read a book. But if mm-hmm. someone can give you how to best date. In less than a minute and 30 seconds. Oh, people got time for that. But what people don't realize, ease of access does not always mean accuracy of information. So So people who may look to outside sources to tell them what to do in their relationships, how can that be dangerous or cause a pitfall? Yeah, so I there's a lot of information. We're receiving a lot of information daily, man. I just um it's a little scary. Um what 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 I would say to people if you are getting your information cuz there's good information out there and I'm not saying that there isn't. But I would definitely say to to really watch and have some wisdom and use some discernment of what you're listening to. Um, because there's a ton of information out there and inaccurate information and people are talking behind microphones and they're speaking from pain and not from a healed place, right. Of experience. And there, you know, I, I could share stories of course, um, where things didn't work out, but I think sometimes, and I know I hear this often where people are speaking, but I can just by certain words that they're using, I can I can hear the pain. You know what I mean? I can hear. And then you have somebody else who is listening. We got to be careful what we're saying, especially to the younger folks. I I think I I did a show um, with a guy and he said he um, he had a conversation with his family. And I love this to stop saying and having certain conversations around children. Um, and I know that's not a big thing right now. Cause you know, kids, unlike when I grew up, we didn't get exposed to everything. Right. So there are so children taking this in about, okay, men aren't any good or women are this or whatever. And we don't realize sometimes the conversations that we're having and those conversations are also, you know, kids are on social media. Right. And even though some people are meaning their content to be for, uh, somebody who's maybe 25, there's somebody who's maybe 19 listening to it and being influenced by that. Um, I, my suggestion for people would always be to have other people and other voices that you listen to that you trust and know mm. outside of social media um, that you can vet through, like you can actually send that to like, hey, I heard this on social media. Hey, can we talk about this? Because I'm not sure. I kind of mm. feel like I experienced that. And I don't think I don't think um, like the Bible says, right, that the older women or men are teaching the younger. Um, I think I feel like somewhere in this transition of social media, um, some people have put not everybody, but some people have put their hands up to responsibility to doing that. Um, that's literally one of my passions is just, you know, I have I have boys. Um, well, they're not boys. Let me stop calling boys. They're young men. <laughs> um, but and I, I feel responsible in um, 
helping them not, not, you know, not being the person that's like kind of watching over them, but also being able to give them good information. Um, and as I learn, I, I continue to learn, like I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a parent, but I'm still learning and I'm still growing myself. So I think sometimes we're, we're receiving information from people who love us, even sometimes who don't even, their intentions aren't bad intentions, but they're not doing enough work on themselves to even be able to help you, you know what I mean? Navigate. So I I think self-improvement is going to always be a big thing for everyone, whether young or old, we can, you know, we we can never stop growing. We can never stop reading. We can never stop getting better. And I think when we do that, that will cause us to even sometimes come back to even our children or younger people or people in our lives. And it gives us the opportunity to, you know, say, Hey, I told you that, but now I figured out that wasn't the right thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think some information is just, it's not even incorrect, but it's incomplete. Right. Mm -hmm. And as we learn, I feel like we have to be married to the mission of that, not necessarily the method. Um, Yeah. So Man, and and that's good. We've lost the built-in safety net of having our elders inform us about relationships mm-hmm. because that before there were the the art of being a therapist hasn't been around that long. Mm-hmm. So what was it that was happening before where people were still getting wise counsel and information? We had the elders in place. And yeah. I am one of those people that believe it does matter where you get your information from. It does. It, it, it does matter. One of my friends, phenomenal couples therapist, mm-hmm. Mac Stanley, talked to Mac on Instagram. He always says people want the tea, but don't want the medicine. He said people want the tea, but not the medicine. So people like to sometimes hear the messiness or what is sweet to them. But mm-hmm. medicine is what is healing. I ain't going to lie. I tell people I'm biased. If you're going to talk to or take information from people about relationships, why not listen to people who have taken time and studied and have done exams and have worked with real people? Yeah. Like I've worked with real couples. I work with families. Like I've done it for real. To get licensed, we have to have over 3000 clinical hours. That's a lot of one-on-one with people. Yeah. And so where when we're sharing, and I, what I love about social media is, We now have access to so many people who specialize in couples therapy and couples work. Now, I'm not saying couples therapists are the end all be all, but there is there are people you can look for online to get solutions. One of the reasons why I'm exiting out of the direct client space Mm -hmm. is because the information needs to be spread broad. I can't. I can only sit with one couple for 55 minutes at a time. How many people need the, the, the same tools that I would share with them in a 55 minute session? How can I now share that to a bunch of people? So I think where you get your information, it does matter. It does. Look, some of them may not be as entertaining. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think sometimes like we have to disconnect our need for entertainment to be able to take in information. Like it sounds good, but look here <laughs> real quick. Nobody talks to their doctor about, oh, this information you're giving me about how to lower my blood pressure is not entertaining. Why did you put yeah. no music behind it? Nobody <laughs> says that. But but in the <laughs> but with love and relationships, it seems like people want that 
kind of entertaining. Uh, yeah, they want it packaged it. in in a different type of box. <laughs> they do. Mm, yeah, yeah, they do. And and, and that do. box may not. They need a medicine. That's all I'll say. They People need the need medicine. medicine. Yeah. I so agree. so so, give me your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there is as much disgruntledness in real life compared to what's displayed on the internet and social media? You know what's funny about that? Um, if you ever observe, and I think you, me, you had this this conversation. If you're ever out, and I know this happens often, I can be out somewhere. And I feel like people aren't doing real, I'm in real life people stuff. So if you go to an event, people are kind of in their own worlds. They're often with cell phones, kind of in their cell phone. So it's almost like you're in person, but I don't think we interact in the same way. So I don't think it's happening in person. I've had, I've been at an event and this is a funny thing. Someone saw me at the event. While we're in person, you would think, right? You would like come and have a conversation. No, hey, what's up? You, 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 you found me. You went and took the time to find me on social media to follow me and then proceed to DM me. It's weird for me. It's weird. I'm not. I was like, so you just missed the opportunity to see if the person that you are now going to look through all these videos was right in front <laughs> of you. Like, why wouldn't you have a conversation? So I, I, and I don't know if that's fear of rejection. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what it is or if it's just like, you're comfortable in this world of, you know, the metaverse and kind of interacting there. And we've got, so we've gone so far into that, that people aren't interacting in real life. I do not like, you know how before you would be outside and people would be like, well, I don't know if women are whistling at you, Joseph. I'm sure they are. But like, you know, <laughs> men would like whistle or be like, hey, girl, you know what I mean? Like, hey, shorty, what your name is? Like type stuff. Like, I don't know. And maybe maybe I'm just not getting it. I'm not sure. But I feel like that doesn't happen. Not that it doesn't happen. I feel like it doesn't happen as often as it used to. Like mm. you, you being in a space at a party at a networking event and looking across the room and seeing, you know, for a guy seeing a woman that you like, dang, she fine. Like, and instead of you going with your boy, like, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to say, you know what I mean? I'm about to, I'm about to go over and get a drink or whatever, you know, your thing is, or a girl being like, oh my God, look, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Hey, who, who that? I feel like that type of interaction and even connection doesn't happen as often as it used to. Like people are relying on social media opposed to real life experiences. I like real life. Like, I don't know what I'm getting online. I'm not saying that you can't meet people online. I think that many people are, but I'm an in-person type person. Like we can't, I'm, it's only so much DMs, text messaging like i that's that's not my thing <laughs> it's, it's yeah just thing, right i want to know who you are i want to know do you are you able to keep an actual conversation going not like oh i could come back and just or i could go to ai and get an answer to your question like you, you just, can't fake it in real life <laughs> you can't fake it at all so i but i don't think those 
real life interactions are happening as much if i'm honest i i mean again maybe maybe you you know maybe the women is on you joseph but <laughs> i know the men, the, men is, the men not on me like that in person i will get more dms than i will ever get in a in a space where afterwards i've tons of times i just went to a networking event and afterwards this guy's like i saw you at the event i'm like I mean, who were you? Like, why didn't wow. you come up and say hello or just have a, it was a networking event that is to network. <laughs> so mm. like it, that makes me uncomfortable because I'm like, so the whole night you creeper, <laughs> That's creepy. you're just watching from across the room. That's a little, a little bit weird, but maybe but, it's confidence too. I'm not sure. Right. I don't know. But what you're explaining is literally two sides of the same coin. So here's where I'll go with the first side. Let's go ahead. Mm -hmm. People are not really having this much argument and being this disgruntled in real life because they don't talk to each other as much. People are not wow. engaging in real world conversations. I've yet to see any of these conversations that are online happen in real life. I go to bars, I go to social stuff and relationship conversations comes up and it never goes as left as it does on social media. I think too, social media gives people um courage <laughs> to um basically you can throw a rock and 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 hide your hand right i could say whatever because you're not going to see me in person right you don't know a lot of times when you see people who are really like going off most of the time they don't even have a profile picture right, <laughs> right. So it's it's the weird it's like the person who is disgruntled and saying how they feel I mean, first of all, they're hurt people um, right. more than likely, right? It's just like, so you have nothing better. And I'm always up for a good conversation. I'm always up for a good, you know, a disagreement in opinions or experience and like, oh, let me, you know, understand that. So I never think that because sometimes somebody says something to me. I'm like, oh, I never thought about that. Hmm, I got, I, I hear where you're coming from. But I feel like there are just some people who came you know how it's like, I came to fight. I feel like <laughs> it is just, it's just some people who just come online because either in the space, they don't have the confidence and courage to have those conversations with the, with, you know, the people that are around them or people in general, or they are silent some, somehow in real life. Like mm -hmm. I, I remember when my oldest son was a, a, a younger, I, maybe he was kindergarten. I remember his teacher telling me, and she was like, oh, he's just great in school. And he's just this calm kid. I was like, my, I was like, wait, my, I said, no, you must have the wrong child. And she was like, people have to have an outlet. So mm. he was great in school, obedient. Not that he was bad at home, but he was a boy. He was all boy. When I say all boy, all boy, jumping off stuff, breaking stuff, just and I'm like, in class, she's like, he's an angel. He comes in and does. I was like, my baby. She was like, it's okay. She's like, I 100% understand he's not a bad kid, which he wasn't. He's a very active child, but he was not like that in school. And she was like, well, people have to have an outlet somewhere. And mm. sometimes you find men and women who are not able to have a voice where they are, whether that's in their home or at work or in their relationship. And I feel like social media is sometimes the outlet that it's like, they don't know who I am. I could come over here and say whatever I want. Right. Yeah. Right. See, yeah. And, and here's the other side that tells people are not 
interacting and engaging and approaching each other like they used to mm -hmm. because of the social media and the online dating thing. Yeah. I met uh, me and my homegirl, uh, Shannon Montana, we did a uh, almost like a little mini debate on whether mm -hmm. you should or shouldn't use dating apps. And one of the pieces of research that I brought is the longer a first interaction stays digital through the text message, the longer mm -hmm. it lasts, the least likely you are to have a committed relationship with that person. So technology isn't always the best way to go about it. Like I said, just because it's easy to get access to a lot of people doesn't mean the quality is as good. And yeah. like people, I hear everybody, nobody's approaching anybody. Everyone's scared to talk to everybody. Everybody's starting to become antisocial, have anxiety because part of it is the pandemic, but also partly people don't interact with people. Yeah. Like you have to, you get better at interacting with people by interacting, by with, interacting people. with people. Like you, you can't go yeah. take, a, you can't go do, take a course. You can't go listen to a, a confidence audio book and all of a sudden get out. No, you have to do something. And I think yeah. social media on some level has played a role into that to where people have unrealistic expectations of mm -hmm. what this interaction in real life is supposed to be. And because of fear, I am not going to approach them. Yeah. I won't the first move because I don't want to, here we go. The messaging. I don't want to look like a simp. I don't want to look like a pick me. I don't want to be boss shit. I don't want to be city boy. Like, I don't, all these things are playing. And I think yeah. if, if we allow social media to dominate what our viewpoint on relationships is, mm -hmm. then we're going to continue to have difficulty. But we're going to go ahead and transition into our last segment of the show, which is flip the script. Where And Flip the Script is where our guests will provide a simple tool or strategy for how to deal with a situation or a challenge we discussed in the show. So you ready for your question? I think so. <laughs> All right. So someone may be out there listening and they're like, yo, I have spent way too much time on social media and it is really having a negative impact on how I'm viewing relationships. I need And I need to stop. What is something that somebody could do to block out the social media messaging so that they can actually have healthy relationships in real life. Yeah. So can I give two things? Is that okay? Yeah. Give two. Um, so the first thing that I would say, I would say, put yourself in places that you wouldn't normally go in person. Um, I think we find amazing places or amazing people sometimes by accident. So I would say get into rooms, even if they're virtual rooms, honestly, um, but maybe more secluded rooms, um, not social media as a whole. So not just TikTok, IG, whatever, maybe mentorship programs. I, again, I'm going to go back to that self knowing self. Um, get self-aware of what you like and what you love. So if I'm a person who loves hiking, maybe there is a hiking Facebook group. Maybe there is um, something that you can join that's in person, but also online. So you can start to live more in real life and not be so focused and so caught up in um, social media. I think social media can come sometimes consume us. And when we wake up, every morning <laughs> and go directly to the phone, um, we can get caught our day. You're like, what did I do today? And I know that's happened to people. I It's happened to me before. I had to put myself literally on a schedule of when I'm actually on social media. I, there may be posts going up, but 
I'm not necessarily on there scrolling. So I would definitely say put yourself in positions like knowing what you like first and for foremost, being clear, getting some clarity, maybe taking a dating pause and getting some clarity on what you're really looking for without the social media influence, like what makes you happy? What do you feel like would be an additive to your life? Like, you know, is that more, I don't know what, what your thing will be. Is that, you know, learning, um, to, I don't know, knit or what, whatever your, your heart desires. But I would say, look into that a little bit more. Um, I also would say to like, I guess, turn down the volume on social media. What's been a help for me has been reading more. Mm. So reading is not reading is fundamental. We've all heard that, but I know that's not necessarily a popular thing that people necessarily talk about, but reading and journaling has been such a benefit to me. It allows me to come away from social media, get great information, um, be able to journal my thoughts on what that is. And I just think it puts you in a better place. I think being clear on what you're actually looking for and not not, I don't want to say not being on social media because I'm on social media. It's not that, but knowing how to filter that out. Also cleaning up your timeline, y'all. Come on. I mean, who you are following will dictate the algorithm that you get. And when you go and take the time to filter through, and I I don't want to, I'm not going to say nobody's name, but filter through some of those um, popular things that you're intaking, you're, what you're consuming, you become, right? Mm. You are what you eat. So if I eat bad things, if I eat fast food every day, eventually, whether I'd like it or not, I'm becoming that. What our, what our moms and dads used to tell us as kids, like you are the company that you keep. And whether you don't feel like you're keeping that company, because it's not in real life, you are consuming that. So if you eat that every day, if you eat fast food, for the next year and a half, what comes out when you talk? You know, what what does your body look like? So when you're consuming good stuff, you also become good stuff and you attract good stuff. So I, I would encourage people to read more. I have a wonderful book that I think every single mar- it's a mar- it's actually a marriage book, but I think every single should really um uh read it. It's called His Needs and Her Needs. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very good book very good book to start you thinking. And even if you are nowhere near marriage, I just think it's a healthy thing to start preparing for that. I don't think we do enough of that on the woman's side or everybody's prepared for the day. We're prepared for the ring. We are prepared for the wedding dress. We are prepared for um, walking down the aisle and what colors we're, we're wearing. We put more emphasis on a day than we do a marriage. Right. So Mm. I just think if we start really preparing ourselves and that is not just and I'm talking to the fellas, too, that's not just women. If we start preparing ourselves for what we really want and being clear on that, I feel like we'll get it. I I believe that 100 percent. I don't think it's a hopeless space. I know there are plenty of people who feel hopeless, but it's not. And it's like the more work you do on yourself, the better position you will be in. You are eating healthy. You are going to attract healthy. You're going to look healthy. 
there's a difference when you see somebody who's whole and there's different levels of wholeness. I ain't saying you reach the, you know, I've achieved it, but you can tell how people, when people talk, <laughs> what comes out of their mouth, you can tell what people have been eating. So that's my, that's my strategy. And that is what I would recommend, but definitely go get that book. That's a, that's a really good book. I'm an audio book girl most of the time, just with the journaling aspect, but that's a really good book to start thinking about. What, what does your marriage look like? What does your relationship right. look like that you're desiring? Like, not just, is he six feet? Do we have muscles? <laughs> what does back look like? Like, what, what are the characteristics of the person you want to spend your life with? What does your person look like? And not just physically. Mm, I love it. And there you guys have it. Deborah, thank you for joining us this week. Thank you for having me. Please let everybody know where they can find you on the internet and social media. Absolutely. Um, from IG to Facebook to TikTok, pretty much all platforms, I I am Deborah, no H, Faith. <laughs> D-E-B-O-R-A, Faith. Yeah. And I'll have all of her information down in the show notes, so don't go try to click it while you're driving. I'm not responsible for your deductible if you're getting a wreck. So please head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast, comment, rate, subscribe. If you're on podcast land, go ahead and head on over to YouTube to Love Unscripted HD, where you can see the full video for this episode. And as we always say, we may not have all the answers, but we will have the conversation. I'll see y'all next time. Peace. Bye,